welcome to the Head to Heal podcast, where you'll go head over heels learning about how the body and the brain work together to either feed disease or fight it. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist and founder of The Mindful Clinic. With a background in nutrition, behavioral neuropsychology, and hypnosis, I'm going to walk you through the root cause of your symptoms and disordered behaviors. The body has an innate ability to heal. No one is destined for illness, and most, if not all, disorders can be reversed. Come with me as we develop a new understanding of how you can use your head to heal and truly thrive. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Head to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Jordana Sade, certified holistic nutritionist, hypnotherapist, and founder of The Mindful Clinic. I want to preface this episode and all future episodes, especially this episode, by saying that I am not a medical doctor and you should always seek help from a physician before beginning any new health regime. Okay, guys, we're going to do something so fun. For 2023, we're going to add a new segment into the Head to Kill podcast, and this segment is called What's Up? (laughs) And basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you guys all about supplements. I'm going to do vitamin and minerals A to Z. And we're going to go through each supplement. So these are going to be like mini what's up episodes. And each episode is going to be a new vitamin. So some episodes will be a bit, a little bit longer, like the B vitamins are so many of them. So that will be a longer one. But for example, today we're going to tackle vitamin A and we're just going to keep going throughout the year until they're all done. I've actually played around with this before. So if you go back in my Instagram, you're going to see some very embarrassing videos of me putting together little rhyming raps on the vitamins. <laughs> View at your own caution. But I've also done this in like 2016 where I was just doing static posts or like blog posts on my old website. That was back when the Mindful Clinic was called I Mind Nutrition. So yeah, lots has changed, but this time we are going to go start to finish and you have my word. And I'm hoping that this will be very practical for you guys, because I think that, you know, other than me rambling about the brain and psychology and loving yourself, I think that it is really important to have the right information so that obviously with a practitioner's guidance, please, you can start to like trial and error, some things that might work for your body so that you can reach your goals. And I think that, you know, of course we do want that practitioner guidance, but more than anything, like you guys know what you need and what you don't need, right? Like, you know what your symptoms are. And so I'm hoping that you'll be be able to hear some evidence or some eye-opening aha moments in these next few episodes, and you'll be able to ask some better questions when you are with a practitioner. Okay. Okay, so first of all, I want you guys to understand what vitamins actually are. So basically what we do is we have macronutrients, which is like our fats, our carbs, and our proteins, and then we have micronutrients. And micronutrients are like the little micronutrients. They're nutrients that are very small that make up all of our cells. Like this is where we're actually feeding the cells. Fat Carbs and protein are typically used for building up or breaking down. So protein is about building. And then fats and carbs are both energy. They're energy sources. All of the vitamins and minerals are actually used to like create on a cellular level, create and feed the cells so that our body can function. So we are really made up of our micronutrients and everything else like the macronutrients is really just about like optimizing and building. But if we have only macronutrients alone and no micronutrients, like you can't function. So 
vitamins are really important to understand. We are going to talk about minerals as well, but I want to explain to you like, so basically vitamins are essential micronutrients required by the body for normal functioning. So every single nutrient that we're going to talk about has a function, usually more than one in the body. And sometimes this is related to things like metabolism. And sometimes it's related to things like eyesight. And sometimes it's related to things like how your blood pumps in and out. For example, we have like the mechanism on every single blood cell. It's called Na plus K. So that's like sodium and potassium. And sodium and potassium basically just pump in and out water and waste from the bloodstream. So without sodium, without potassium, that's not that process is not happening, right? And so our vitamins are very, very important. And our vitamins also must be obtained from food. So this is not something that we can like create internally. We can convert a lot of things internally, but it must be obtained from food. So for my listeners who have eating disorders that fall more on the anorexia bulimia side, where we're not actually digesting food properly, or for anybody who has a digestive disorder, you're likely very low and very, very important vitamins and minerals, which is going to impact the way that your brain functions, which is going to impact the way that your body functions, which makes you more susceptible to early death moving forward, right? So vitamins and minerals are all very important. We must get them from food and they're essential helpers in metabolism. So not just like fat loss. Like when we talk about metabolism, I talk about like how your body is functioning. Like everything is metabolized. And in a single instant, you have no idea how many molecular (laughs) chemical reactions are happening just to keep you alive, right? That's all metabolism. And so the way that your body metabolizes anything, whether it's like, you know, a pathogen or your food or, you know, function like to produce energy, it's all really related to the vitamins and the minerals that we will be talking about in this little mini series. So I'm so excited to dive in with you. Vitamins can be classified as fat-soluble vitamins and water-soluble vitamins. So what this means is fat-soluble vitamins dissolve in fat, right? So they can actually accumulate in the body, So which means that they can accumulate to the point of toxicity level. And they're found usually more in animal foods, whereas water-soluble vitamins dissolve in water. So they are not stored in the body. They're excreted. The excess is excreted through urine. If you've ever heard like Western medicine, people say like vitamins are just expensive pee. Like this is what they mean because we do eliminate a lot through our urine, anything that isn't used. So it's not building up in the body. But this also means that like if you're taking a water soluble vitamin, like vitamin C, for example, you're going to want to replete it, especially if you're sick every four hours, which is why now with all of the like cool research and stuff that we have, we can actually take water-soluble vitamins and make them fat-soluble, like a liposomal form of C, which is what I usually recommend my clients take if they're feeling sick. So water-soluble is more in plant foods and fat-soluble is more in animal foods. The fat-soluble vitamins are vitamins A, D, E, and K, and the water-soluble vitamins are vitamins B12, like, I mean, all the B vitamins, B1 to 12, and vitamin C. And If you're wondering if you need supplements, basically we all do because our soil is awful. Like we don't have any nutrition in our soil anymore because it's just been like reused and mass produced. And so I remember reading this article where it took like a handful of spinach and it said like we actually only have 11% of the nutrients in spinach today than we did like 50 years ago. So a lot has changed in the past like 50 to 100 years. And so If you're wondering if you need supplements, like if you're alive on this earth and you're not like 
you know, cultivating your own soil and growing your own food, you'd probably need supplements, okay? If you're under frequent emotional or psychological or environmental stress, so this is like, I mean, obviously emotional and psychological stress, we can all paint a picture, but environmental stress is like, do you over-exercise? Do you live in a place that's polluted? Is there mold growing in your house? Like, do you work in a place where there's a lot of chemicals, right? Anybody who's recovering from something, so me recovering from my C-section, or you're trying to rebuild tissue, so this is like after an illness or a surgery. The third reason why you would need supplements is people who are dieting or avoiding certain foods. So hopefully, if that's you, you're not anymore after listening to my podcast. But the elderly, of course, because as we age, one of the first things to go is our digestive system, and so absorption is usually pretty poor. Also, children who don't eat a balanced diet, this is why we give my son supplements and my daughter also will be getting supplements when she can chew. And if you are eating a lot of like processed and refined foods, not only is the processed and refined foods not going to be high in any nutrients at all, it's only going to be high in macronutrients, which is like carbs, fat, and protein. But it's also going to, most of the time, based on the ingredients, inhibit the process for your body actually using the vitamins that you have stored. So it can deplete you further from what you actually have. And if you're a smoker or a drinker, or if you do any of these behaviors in compulsion, then you would probably need supplements. Okay. So let's start with vitamin A. Start right at the very beginning. So there are two forms of vitamin A. So the first one is performed vitamin A, which is retinol and or retinal with an A-L. And that is from animal foods. And then there is provitamin A, which is like beta carotene and carotenoids. And those are from plant foods. So there are two forms always. And if you are a vegan or vegetarian, you are not getting retinol from animal-based foods. You would only be getting beta carotene. And one of the biggest problems with that is that it takes so much, so much beta carotene to be converted to retinol. Okay. So some of the places where we can get it, like some food sources. So if we're going to look at like retinol, like plant-based or I mean, animal-based sources, we're looking at liver, beef or chicken liver. We're looking at cod liver oil, a butter has it, especially if it's grass-fed butter, eggs have retinol and whole milk or dairy have retinol. Obviously, that would not be my first choice, but just want to give you guys all the information. And if we're looking at carotenes, this is in plant-based vitamin A, sweet potato, pumpkin, carrots, of course, spinach, and kale or other greens. So in order to absorb vitamin A, beta carotene, which is like the plant source, is less easily digestible and must be converted to retinol the animal source before it can be absorbed into the small intestine. So there's a lot of like kind of cofactors and enzymes that have to happen in order for you to actually absorb vitamin A from plant sources, which is why I'm not trying to like push you to not be vegetarian or vegan, but which is why it's really important that if you are, then you are taking at least a multivitamin, right? So factors that can impede this conversion. So like basically converting beta carotene to retinol is if you have high iron, which is not very common, but it does happen. Or if you're taking like an iron supplement and um, alcohol can also negatively impact this conversion. So if you are a vegan or vegetarian and you're only having, exposing yourself to beta carotenes, but you also drink like once or twice a week, that alcohol, even just like one glass of wine is going to prevent the conversion from beta carotene to retinol. Vitamin E deficiency. So this is another factor that can really prevent the conversion from beta carotene to retinol. And this is a really important one because when we talk about any of the antioxidants, so this is your ACEs plus zinc. So this is like vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, selenium, and zinc. 
all of the antioxidants work if vitamin E works. So like vitamin E is kind of like the catalyst to start the antioxidant process. And so vitamin E needs to be in like normal range or above normal range in order for any of the antioxidants to function properly. And then some people just genetically have a harder time converting beta carotene to retinol. So if you are that type of person, some of the signs and symptoms that you might see... (laughs) no pun intended, if you have a vitamin A deficiency, are nighttime blindness. You might have dry, bumpy skin. So this is called keratosis. And it usually is on the arms, the back of the arms, where you have like red dots on the back of the arms or just even like bumpy skin. Skin rashes is another one, aging of skin and flaking scalp. So they're like a lot of the vitamin A deficiencies are related to skin health. Uh, But vitamin A does a lot more than that. And some of the functions it has is to help with eyesight, as we know. It's also a really important part of growth and tissue healing. So if you have like even internal scars, so for example, like my C-section, we need vitamin A in order to like heal that process. It's obviously important for healthy skin and it's an antioxidant. So again, like this will be reiterated later on, but what antioxidants do, they basically neutralize oxidation. So oxidation is, I want you to think about oxidation as like sharp pins in your bloodstream. And so anytime we're exposed to oxidants or anything that will like oxidize, it will prick our arteries. It wreaks a lot of havoc in our body. And so it's it's like these like sharp pins almost. And we are exposed to oxidization all the time. So with pollution and our pesticides in our food, it's basically anything that is like not necessarily healthy for us. And so what antioxidants do is they go and like neutralize that. They're antioxidants, right? So they're going to go and provide a neutralization for any of these like really reactive oxidized molecules. And they're really important because we are just exposed to so much. So even just like having high cortisol will cause oxidation, right? Or, you know, pumping gas into your car, like smelling gasoline, all of these things are really important. So vitamin A is one of those antioxidants. And some of the uses that we have for vitamin A are for infections. So if you're somebody who's prone to infections, especially reoccurring infections, right now, as I am recording this podcast, I have a cold sore. So if you are somebody who gets herpes simplex virus in either places on your face or in your genitals, Vitamin A is really important for helping the immune system function properly. Again, related to antioxidants and oxidization. It's used for eye problems. It's used for skin issues. It's used for wound healing. It's also really important for asthma. So this is it has it affects the way that the artillery veins, like the airways, are going to function, and really important for recovering ulcers. So especially when there's like internal bleeding, it's all about the skin repair, like the endothelial layer of skin repair that is going to help to rebuild and heal any like abrasions basically. So there is quite a big controversy about taking vitamin A supplementally. You might notice that if you were to purchase vitamin A, first of all, it's going to be in a fat soluble form because it is fat soluble. So vitamin A, D, E, and K are all fat soluble vitamins, which just means that it requires like fat in order for it to be like synthesized, stored, and converted. And so you're going to see it in like a gel capsule, but basically vitamin A it can be toxic in very high doses. So if you're pregnant, I just would recommend not supplementing with vitamin A at all. It might be in a multivitamin, but that is such a low dose that it's not going to like negatively impact. But where vitamin A reaches levels of toxicity is when it becomes too toxic for the liver. So basically the recommended dose, I very rarely follow recommended doses in my own practice, but that's just because like I'm I'm trained to work in therapeutic doses. But with vitamin A, it's just safer. We stay at the 
recommended dose. So that would be about 10,000 IU. And so if you were to go to the store and pick up any type of vitamin A supplement, basically what you would be looking for is one dose is probably around 10,000 IU. So you would want to take one of them once per day and you would want to take it with a meal that has a high fat content. So I like to use vitamin A like I would use any of the other fat soluble vitamins. So with dinner, because then it's it can help to convert overnight like a hormone. And favorite brand of vitamin A would be Natural Factors. I really like Natural Factors. They're fairly local to here. They also third-party test for heavy metals. And from a price point range, they're actually on like the lower side for good quality vitamins. So they are one of my favorite places to go. I would also do AOR. AOR does a good vitamin A. But Other than that, vitamin A is not typically something that I would recommend supplementing on its own unless you are vegan or vegetarian and you have any of those reasons that would impact the way that you're absorbing or converting beta carotene to vitamin A. And that's simply because honestly, you can get enough in a multivitamin. And I typically wouldn't even recommend a multivitamin because I view it as like an insurance policy. Like Honestly, it's just like bare minimum, right? Nothing is in its therapeutic dose. But if you are eating meat, you're likely getting enough vitamin A or retinol in what you're eating. And especially if your digestive system is functioning properly. So if you have any impairments in your digestive system, then a vitamin A might be something that we would need to supplement with. But again, like I would actually start with vitamin E and then kind of work from there. Okay. I hope that was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions about what's up this week. And I'll see you next time on another episode of the Head to Heal podcast in the segment of What's Up. Love you guys. Bye.